Hello, Baby Nation. It's Jack here with a little bit of housekeeping before we get to Jane Eyre. This month, merch is 25% off across our entire merch store. So if you've been waiting for a sweet, sweet deal to head to the merch store and get a B-Theory t-shirt or a Wine Crimes t-shirt or a cool pin or a Goliath Industries tote or whatever else we have, now is the time to head over to bit.ly slash merch. In other news, I this week appeared on FluxPod to go on an absurdly deep dive into uh, the entire back catalog of uh, the band R.E.M. So if you have any interest in a long conversation uh, between me and music writer and friend of the show, Matthew Perpetua, on his excellent podcast, FluxPod, uh, go check that out wherever you get your podcasts. And finally, we are still on a release schedule of one episode every other week. Uh, but we will very soon be moving back to our regular schedule. Um, and now, Jane Eyre. In 86, N.M. Martin wrote the first book of what became a cult. Now it's time for Babysitter's Club Club. Woo! Woo! Oh, what a fucking ride! Can I ask a question real quick before yeah. we get into it? Sure. Sorry to to. Uh, no, that's fine, man. I'm so bit. enthusiastic. You're bringing a lot of energy. We can do whatever, man. Let's take some twists, some turns. Let's let's take our time with this one. I kind of lost track. Yeah. Is this the last episode of the Babysitters Club Club? <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh, we're doing the board game. Oh yeah, we'll do the board game, and we'll do some other. Sort of like Babysitter's Club Club adjacent stuff. But. Yeah, but we're getting there, and then we're going to do some more shit, some, a new thing. Should we announce it? Yeah. Should we bl- blow our wad here? Yeah, sure. Let's tell them. All right, we're doing a new show. Yeah, it's same feed. It's not about babysitting at all, and it'll be on the same feed. I mean, there might be babysitting. Do any, there's probably going to be babysitting. But we're not going to like be... like laser in on it. <laughs> it's probably going to be governesses. Yeah, there will be governesses. Lots of governesses. Yeah, Tanner and I have got a hankering for governesses lately. <laughs> Uh, we're probably going to do a new show called Strange Bedfellows, and we're going to read a romance book each week and yeah. talk about it. And it's going to be the same, but with it's going to be the books. same. Probably <laughs> poured over many of the same segments. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to reintroduce them for like all these like romance fanatics who come, come yeah. on board. But... Hopefully, yeah. yeah. Please stick around. Uh, it's going to be the that. same. That'll be fun, and yeah. it'll be a lot more focused than yeah. whatever we've been doing for the we'll last. We'll be focused. We'll have direction. Yeah. <laughs> So please, please do enjoy that. Please don't leave us. Um, we're really excited about it. Yeah, we are really excited about it. We've yeah. been um, we've been spending a lot of time working on it. Yeah, we've been working on merch. We've been um, more than usual segments. More than usual. It's not like when we did like the portrait collection, and like the day before, you were like, "What if it's adult babies?" <laughs> <laughs> An idea you hated, That's but I the stuck thing. with yeah. the entire time. <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah, or <laughs> anything else. <laughs> Please do enjoy that show. It'll be, we're going to do a few fun interstitials that we've been itching to do. And you don't have to do anything. You just, like, d- you passively to continue to subscribe and listen to our podcast. <laughs> Although we, we are also leaving HeadGum, um, which has oh, yeah. weirdly ended up being our choice, and we do need to switch uh, podcast providers. Yeah, but um, that, they don't need to know about that. Um, but that's something to look forward to, hopefully, for everybody. And change is scary, but um, 
fuck. You know it's what? It's better than us stopping entirely, which is the other fucking option. Here's what Spencer Johnson says. You know what Spencer Johnson says? Is that um Who from Spidey? Cheese. Spencer and Heidi. OC. Uh, no, it's Lagoon that's not Beach. the OC. That's the Hills. And it's Spencer Johnson, MD. Who he's wrote, a doctor now? He always was. His whole thing was that he's like kind of dumb. No, it's not. Him and Heidi. They're smarter than they pretend to be. Okay. Even so I know that. On. But he wrote Who Moved My Cheese? And I've, I've never heard of a someone kind of playing up a persona yeah. where they act like dumb and aloof. No, me neither. Listen, let me say this. So I listened to a podcast recently where they talked Spencer about Spencer and it. Heidi have I a want, podcast? No! Listen to me. Spidey. It's Spencer Johnson from Who Moved My Cheese? But he's, the book, we've never read it. We talk about it a lot. We should read that. No. That should be an interesting Can I just say, I forget it. The the book I learned what the book is about. Do you want to know what it's about? Yes. It's about change. Okay. And it's about how change is good, but different mice are, like handle it differently. But the mice who thrive are the mice who like end up embracing it. Oh, I'm I'm not a mouse who thrives. But you have to change. anyway. There, there's there's that your kind of mouse is in the book, and that kind of mouse ends up going to the new cheese anyway, and listening to the. But new a little podcast. bit later than everyone. A little else. bit later. And it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Listen, what a ride. Let's say who we are. I'm Tanner. It's the Babysitter's Club Club. Yeah. I'm Jack. Tanner. We talk about babysitting and governance. We talk about babysitting media, and yeah. we're on season, I think, 15 or 16. 15-ish, yeah. Track. Spent a long time on the Babysitter's Club because there's a lot of novels, and now we've kind of been bebopping, scotting all around the world of modern media. Mm-hmm. We've, we've watched TV shows. We've watched movies. Yeah, we've read books. Yeah, uh, we haven't listened to any albums. No, <laughs> I don't know if there's many albums about babysitting. Mm-hmm. They're probably out there, right? Yeah, they're probably out there, but I don't want to think about it. Uh, but this time, um, this time we read a babysitting book. It's not normally categorized that way. No, I would in fact say it's not a babysitting. Now that I've read it. <laughs> I would say it's not. It, it does not qualify. Let me say this. Anyway, let me say this about the book. So what a way to go out. The babysitting in this book, such as Brief. it is, is impeccable. Sure, but like it doesn't. It's not in any way the focus of the book. In fact, I would say that there are precisely zero scenes of actual but, babysitting. Yeah, but there's sort of like they they talk about babysitting. Broaden your mind. And the man. lead character is a babysitter. I don't need to be cagey. You all saw the fucking title of the episode. Yeah, it's Jane Eyre. Jane Eyre is a babysitter. Yeah. She's a governess. They used to call it governesses in the old days. But it's not a babysitting book in any way. But and that's th- why we're quitting. And that's why we're stopping the show. <laughs> we, we scraped the bottom of the barrel. We're like, I guess we can do Jane Eyre. And then we yeah. realized like, oh shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. This isn't even about babysitting. We have to call it off. When Anne does these books, she does it in a, a quarter the time. Let. Anne wrote this one? No. Oh, 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 I see what you're saying. When she okay. does a babysitting book, mm-hmm. she packs 20 times more babysitting into right. 120th the amount of pages. Yeah. As yeah. what she, Charlotte Bronte did. She's got her eye on the fucking prize. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Jane, my my wife, yeah. Jamie, has never read Jane Eyre, nor had I. Nor had I. I'm a fucking lit major. I thought I had. Yeah. I was certain I had, but huh. now I realize I had not. And Jamie realized that she had not, and she asked what it was like. I was like, oh, it's just a romance novel. No. 
And she was like, is it really? Or is, I was like, it's like a big epic romance novel. No. And, and she was like, what is, like, what's it like? And I was like, it's like uh, Victor Hugo's Les Miserables meets a romance novel. <laughs> it's like this epic that uh, follows one person through all their ups and downs, through their entire life. And also it's about this woman who's horny for all these dudes. Um, we're going to spoil the shit out of Jane Eyre. But it was People. published in like 1812. It's been so. 1846. 1846 so you so guys had plenty of time to catch you up really have had plenty of time but this is your warning i'm gonna spoil the shit out of this novel and it's let me tell you full you of twists and turns oh yeah it's 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 a life it's the life of a young woman and not even the life. it's like it's it's the first 19 years of a woman's life oh my god and the themes this is a thing as a lit major you can take the, the boy out of the fucking lit crit class, but you can't take the lit crit cl- class out of the boy. And the themes in this fucking book, man. It's just Bad. got so many themes. Charlotte. And he's, well, I'm done. He's done, I guess. Bronte. He's done. Bad? Just Googling some shit. What are you looking up? Why don't yeah, you ask Jane me? Austen. Jane Austen. Oh, I hate the conversation we're having. It's so unpleasant. It wasn't even a conversation. Yeah. I no, was like, exactly. Jamie, uh, once upon a time when we, you and I were working for a major media company, you and I traveled to merry old London town. Yes. And stayed at a haunted stable house that they turned okay. into like a trendy apartment. Okay. And we were there with our friends. Matt yeah, yeah, and Scott, yeah, yeah, yeah. And my wife flew out to Lon- merry old London oh, yeah, I remember town that. to hang out with us. And it was the biggest fight my wife and ever. Oh, really? My wife and I ever got in. We got a bus tour to the English countryside where we saw Stonehenge and some big chapel that was built in like 180 and Salisbury okay. Cathedral. And we went to Bath to look at the, the Roman baths. And the mm-hmm. guy there was talking at length about what I assumed was Jane Eyre, but it was not. It was Jane Austen. <laughs> and we almost missed the bus. And we were uh, very short with one another. Why? Because of the Jane Eyre thing? No. But we eventually found the bus. And as we were getting on, uh, we were both very frustrated with one another and then uh, frustrated with the tour guide as well. And Jamie uh, turned and bumped him and he spilled his coffee on his coat. And he he was very like put off in a British way. He was like, madam. (laughs) But he came around. Wow. And it wasn't even about Charlotte Bronte or Jane Eyre. It was about Jane Austen. Which apparently takes place in Bath. I don't, frankly, know where to start. England. England. It's a town in England. No, I know where Bath is. It's named after the Roman Baths. Here's, there's just like so many things. Shall I try to do them all? Because what you've said is, we're talking about Jane Eyre. And what you've said is that Jane Austen, yeah. completely unrelated, and you takes live in place Austin. in Bath. <laughs> that's what you've said and that and because of the like rules of how conversations are yeah it kind of feels like i have to like interact with that but it's like it's just such a difficult like which part do you want to interact with like I, I, and I, being I like biggest fight of all time i or? recoil from all of it i'm interested in the fight yeah i'm You're interested running in the around fight. the london um bus station and you were mad trying because... to find this fucking tour bus, and I went one way and she went another way, and we were just like scrambling trying to find this tour bus and like being very short with one another. Who was in the wrong? We were both in the wrong. Okay, we kind of it was like we were at point A, yeah, and the bus was at point D, yeah, and we went to like point C and B. Okay, 
and then eventually found our way to point D. Okay. With seconds to spare. Wow. Or else this prim British gentleman would have left us. And then he spilled his coffee on him. On him. On him. Yeah. Okay. It was bad. Yeah, that sounds pretty bad. It was Uh, a hell of a day, though. We saw the Stonehenge. We saw Bath. We saw the Salisbury Cathedral. One of the things that has happened over the past um, few days is you have spent 19 hours listening to the audio novel of this Uh book, Uh and I have spent an equivalent amount of time reading with my eyes the book. Uh, I really faster reader than I am. I really powered through it. Yeah. Um, You want to know some interesting things about the audio novel of this book? Sure. And then I think we should describe it. It's a it's a ride, guys. This book fucking kicks ass. It was narrated by Than Dewey Newton. Okay. O B E. Mm -hmm. Dame Than Dewey Newton, aka Thandy Newton, but she recently came out and said her name is actually Than Dewey. Okay. As you're listening, mm-hmm. she'll pronounce British names okay. in a way that when you see it written out, you're like, I don't know who that character is. Mm-hmm. Maybe I got a weird edition of the book. I don't. There wasn't a character in the book, according to Thundui Newton's pronunciations, named Saint John. Sinjin. But there was a character in the book called Sinjin. Yeah, Sinjin. That's how I would pronounce it, just having read it. And here's the, here's the thing. Is that a British... It's like British people... Who, like, my wife is like, British people won't pronounce Marquis correctly. They say Marquess. No, it's not that. It's just that... Is, is, is it a French name, Saint-Jean? And no. you all Brits, all you just say like, oh, you mean Saint-Jean? No, that's just like how the name Saint-Jean gets shortened in colloquial British of the 19th century. I think it's because you guys hate the French. Saint-Jean. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the your audio novel reader was just doing re- reading it correctly. Okay, that's good to know. Um, dame, she's a dame. Okay, we should describe the book. I think. Okay, it's a dance book. We dance. can talk. Let me say that. Can I say this? I'll say yeah. this. I want to tell you a brief story. Okay. About um, Tom York's brother Andy. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. I love this. Yeah. Okay. You know who Tom York is right. Yeah. He's the lead singer of Radiohead. He's the name of my Charmander in okay, that's season... Uh, uninteresting to me. 2B of Experience okay. Share Pokemon Podcast. Tom York's lead singer of Radiohead. A thing that people don't know, but I know, is that Tom York has a younger brother called Andy. Yeah, Andy, Andy York. York. And mm-hmm. Andy York has, uh, or had, uh, a short-lived band called The Unbelievable Truth. Okay. Um, I quite like them. Yeah. Um, you would, yeah, I would, but they didn't, they never really like rose to prominence. Okay. They did their first what, album. Tom couldn't put his fucking weight behind it. He, he guest vocals on their first album, like a bunch of songs. So okay. that's pretty good. Um, I will forever remember the pitchfork review of the unbelievable truth album. They For, only did one. They did two, I think, but they only did one that really like had any any modicum of success enough to enough to get a pitchfork get, get pitchfork review yeah but the writer of the review said the following thing it was like a fairly middling review it was not particularly laudatory but the writer of the review had to admit that andy york has a fucking set of pipes like the dude can sing better than tom just as good he sings oh, I, he just like okay. he's I a very good singer differing opinions on tom york's 
Okay, I don't have any interest in engaging with you on this particular topic of the quality of Tom York's vocals. You brought it up. You brought it up. Okay, okay, but that aspect of it is uninteresting to me because your opinion is irrelevant. The thing that the writer of this review said, the question that he asked that lingers in my mind is, what the hell was Mrs. York putting in her son's ready break? <laughs> they both <laughs> learned to sing so damn good. <laughs> God, and and remind me again what's ready break? Ready break is something that as a young British boy I used to have. It's like it's like a dry cereal that you like that like you can't eat without putting milk on it and then like microwaving it and then it kind of turns into like, like a a gruel a like gruel adjacent thing and it was yeah. like but that's kind of why it stuck in my head is i really like the pull of ready breck it's like the perfect like that's what tom and andy were definitely eating and the that reason took, that took that pitchfork writer like Eight hours of research. It's a fucking perfect. It's a perfect. It's it's worthy of Charlotte Bronte in terms of like just like the absolute perfection of the metaphor. Um. Oh, this is absolutely Maldo meal. Yeah, or like hot grape nuts. I used to eat it as a kid a lot. But listen, yeah. I don't. Want, again, I know that I've introduced all these things, but I don't particularly want to go down a ready break tangent. I, I want to land the, the plane the, here. One of the biggest contributions Australia has given to okay. world to the world <laughs> is calling breakfast brekkie. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, and I wish that or would breckers a, would be good to, to, to find its foothold. Yeah, yeah brekkie is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, so the question I want to ask you, Tanner, Me. is: Yeah, what the fuck was Mama Bronte putting in the Brontes? Ready, Breck. Yes. Because they were all doing it, weren't they? Bronte, the Bronte sisters is how they're sort of... Fucking Charlotte. Referred to as... Fucking Elizabeth. Uh, the other ones. Anne. Um, yeah. Delilah. Um, That's... The, hey there, Delilah. Maria. Elizabeth. Um, A little bit of Margot on my mind. That's good. That, that's what that song's about. There's so many of these fuckers. Which one wrote Wuthering Heights? Emily. Jesus, what a f- prolific family. But they're like all these dudes, and there's a bro, there's a dude too who's just like a good poet. But like, <sighs> they're all like sitting in like in a like a deserted house on the moors, <laughs> and just yeah. like churning out the gold. It's this book rocked. What did Anne Bronte publish? Um, uh, Tenant of Wildfell Hall And Maria's notable work is Nothing Okay, well Three for four So there's Maria, Elizabeth, Charlotte, Branwell, Emily, and Anne Yeah, Patrick so Branwell Bron- uh, Patrick Branwell Bronte is the poet Anyway, they're all doing a good job And so, you know what? Let's Let's hear it for the Brontes I feel like let's hear it for the Brontes. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I just feel like people don't d- don't take time in their day to appreciate right. how you good a job they these, all did. Th- these siblings, uh, <laughs> some of you them. You ever heard of the Bronte siblings? <laughs> <laughs> hey, have you guys heard of the Brontes? They're fucking kicking They're ass good. out there. <laughs> I read one of these books, Jane Eyre. It's good. It's good. We should talk it's about. It's like it. a romance novel, except yeah. it was written in eighteen. It's a lot like the Governor's Games. 
It's almost exactly like it. it yeah, it's a, except less sexy, less funny. Oh, very sexy. Less fun. Very, very sexy. It's very sexy, but not in a like penetration kind of way. In a like, oh, I disagree. Okay, hundred percent. And we'll get into it. I'll introduce. Okay. Well, let's describe the book. Okay, and let's describe will, the book. We will do two. All right, and now this is the part where we spoil this book because I'm going to spoil the shit out of it. I think it's my. Is turn, it your right? turn? I think so. God, I would love for it to be your turn because this is a dense novel. Yeah. Uh, well, so I think <laughs> it's uh, the novel was published in 1847. So I think by the laws, the bylaws of the podcast, it's, um, we get 18, I get 18 seconds and then, and then, 47 then we, seconds. then we like sit back in the cut and kind of analyze how things went, take a yeah. breath. And then I, then I get a big 47 second. That adds up to chunk. just about a just a little bit over a minute, so that's yeah. kind of ideal. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to put an 18-second timer on the clock. I am certain it's my turn, but I'm Oh, really? Okay, well, you do it then. I'm going to let you have it. 18-second timer in okay. five, four, three, one. Okay, Jane Eyre is, um, lives with her um, mean uh, guardian whose uh, husband liked her, and she was his niece but the husband died the guardian is very cruel and eventually cruelly after cruel mistreatment sends her away to a boarding school uh never to be heard from zero you're out of time that was 18 seconds and that's that's the first chapter jane Eyre's youth that you got through the first chapter and i think there's 38 chapters in this book so okay but that shit is important slightly quicker clip yeah (laughs) but did you like what i said it felt right Yeah, it was good it was good yeah okay Right. 47 second timer. Okay. Starting in five, four, three, two. Uh, first things go really badly in the boarding school. Uh, she's cruelly mistreated, but, if, but and a bunch of the girls die from typhus. Uh, then not. nicer people take over the boarding school, and she does well, and she has a fairly happy time and eventually becomes a teacher there. But she feels like she wants to see the world more and doesn't like being confined, so she applies to be a governess. She gets taken up as being a governess in uh, this fucking, like, old... Thornfield Manor. Thornfield Manor. And, um... Who's the mysterious person who took her up? It's this guy called Rochester. He's like really fucking weird and super weird, and he's a weirdo, and he's and a ugly. weird dude. And ugly. They talk about it a lot. He shows up and um, fucking, he's like, uh, falls in love with her, uh, but is weird about it, and then pretends to marry somebody else. And, uh,. What? There's someone in the fucking attic, and who is it? And it turns out that it's his, der- like, deranged wife. You missed so much. <laughs> you missed. That's not my you fault. You missed so much. <laughs> That's not my fault. <laughs> you missed so much of the book. This book gets crazy, we man. We have so much to speak to. There's a, he, He's keeping... It, this is the big spoiler. That's the thing. He's, like, he's pretty weird to her. Yeah. But it's like, so the segment for me that I want to bring up here that's kind of relevant to the question yeah. is, yeah. hashtag swoon? You want to do hashtag swoon. Swoon? Okay. Because there's one. a question mark on it. Okay. Oh, because Rochester's ugly. So the a thing that... <sighs> okay. Okay. I want I want to give you the space to, to, to do what you need to do. Yeah. Here. Okay. I will do that. <laughs> a thing that I will say about this novel that is kind of interesting is that Charlotte Bronte is not pulling any punches. She yeah. will not. She, like, anytime you forget about it, because you're just doing your imagining while you're reading the book. 
Yeah. You're imagining the people. You're imagining. You know, maybe yeah. you're imagining yourself as Jane Eyre, you know? Or you put, you, you imagine actors. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Actresses. Yeah, maybe it's fucking Colin Firth, you know? Yeah, yeah. But no, she like keeps bringing you back to reality and, and she's like, I cannot emphasize this enough. Dude is ugly. And so's Jane Eyre. She's fucking so plain yeah. as hell. <laughs> she's not nice to look <laughs> she at. She is not good looking. And it's like, yeah. she, what, she brings it up all the time. Jane Eyre brings it up all the time. Like, I looked in the mirror and, yep, there's my dumbass fucking not good face again. Sure, yeah. have been born plain. And then you're like, well, don't be so hard on yourself, Jane Eyre. And then, like, some random dude will walk past and be like, whoo, man, you are plain as hell. So what's the guy's name? Rochester. Rochester. So I'll describe him, and this is my hashtag swoop because it's this is the thing, and I guess this wait is the before point. you get into that, I want okay. you to Google something. Okay, I want everyone to Google something. Okay, everybody, Google something. Google Jane Eyre. Okay, 2016 movie. They better not have because Charlotte was explicit about this. The, Rochester. <laughs> The, or, sorry, two, 2011 movie, Rochester. Jane Eyre, 2011, Rochester. This dude better be ugly. It's fucking Michael Fassbender, one of the most handsome men in the world. <laughs> <laughs> he's got bad hair. Oh, my God. They didn't even so try to smoldering. make him ugly. He's so smoldering. They picked one of the most handsome men in the world yeah. to play Rochester, who's described as, like, heinously ugly and like 40 plus so many times in the book <laughs> and they got that that woman who played alice in wonderland in the live action movies to be jane Eyre, who's also very beautiful yeah they got they this didn't even completely try. wrong who's the fucking you know what i'm gonna look up jane Eyre, 2011 casting director yeah let's let's write him a note Let's fucking roast this. Did you read this shit. book? It's like one of the most salient features of the book that they're not good looking. Michael Fassbender. So handsome. Maybe the casting director is blind. And they're like Oh, like like Rochester. Like Rochester. That's a big spoiler. Yeah, that is a big spoiler. Well, he becomes unblind. Kind of. Kind of. I think starting to become Nina Gold. Okay, Nina Gold. Nina Gold, you're on our fucking shit list. Yeah. You are on our shit list. what you've done. Yeah, what have you done? I mean, either you got this wrong, you didn't read the book, or yeah. you have a, a a weird idea of what, what constitutes as a not good looking. Let's look at the, some of the other disastrous uh, pieces of media that... Nina Gold has okay. been a casting director. Perfect. On. Yeah. The Crown. The Crown classic. Chernobyl. Okay. That was a disaster. Game of Thrones. Okay. <laughs> you never fucking heard of that. Solo, a Star Wars story. Okay. In fact, all of the new Star Wars movies. <laughs> uh, she's, a, she's, a, it seems like she's maybe a very well respected casting director in england okay nina gold listen to this and it but it's sexy that she's right that it's sexy ready yeah something of daylight still lingered and the moon was waxing bright i could see him plainly his figure was enveloped in a riding cloak fur collared and steel clasped its details were not apparent but i traced the general points of middle height and considerable breadth of chest he had a dark face with stern features and a heavy brow 
His eyes and gathered eyebrows looked ireful and thwarted just now. He was past youth, but had not reached middle age. Perhaps he might be 35. I knew my traveler with his broad and jetty eyebrows, his square forehead, made squarer by the horizontal sweep of his black hair. I recognized his decisive nose, more remarkable for character than beauty, his full nostrils, denoting, I thought, collar. <laughs> his grim mouth, chin, and jaw. Yes, all three were very grim, and no mistake. His shape, now divested of a cloak, I perceived harmonized in squareness with his physiognomy. I suppose it was a good figure in the athletic sense of the term, broad-chested and thin-flanked though neither tall nor graceful. It's like, it's sexy. It's he's, She's describing an ugly man in a very sexy way. Yeah, it's like, my lo- something's happening in my loins. Yeah. But it's like, she's I a guess, pains to be I like... If that's if that's what does it for you. He's not conventionally good looking. Yeah. I'm, I'm, in more into, I'm more into conventionally good looking guys. Okay. And that was my hashtag swoon. Okay, let's hear it. Had he been a statue instead of a man, he could not have been easier. He was young, perhaps from 28 to 30. Tall, slender, his face riveted the eye. It was like a Greek face, very pure in outline, quite a straight, classic nose, quite an Athenian mouth and chin. It is seldom, indeed, an English face comes so near the antique models as his did. He might well be a little shocked at the irregularity of my liniments, his own being so harmonious. His eyes were large and blue, his brown lashes, his high forehead, colorless as ivory, was partially streaked over by the careless locks of fair hair. Hmm. Is that Sinjin? And that's Sinjin. Sinjin. Yeah. Okay, so here's what we got to do. He's like a I'm fucking you, Greek statue. I'm going to give you 18 seconds, and then I'm going to give you 47 seconds to d- d- say the rest of the book. Because we, oh, oh that's not fair. That's what's happening. I've got. You, Where did you stop? You, you stopped at the Mad Woman. She showed up at the, Rochester's okay, house. Yeah, and it, 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 he's falling in love with her. But there's a, um, a Mad Woman. Yeah. Okay, I got it. Okay, so I'm gonna give you 18 seconds. Ready? Yeah. Starting now. Jane Eyre agrees to be the governess of uh, the ward of Mr. Rochester, a uh, kid that he potentially had out of wedlock named, I'm going to say Amelie. Isabel. No, it's not Isabel. Okay, don't get hung up on it. Um, She's a French girl. She's little, and she teaches her, and she lives in Thorn Briar Manor. Okay. Okay. Now let's try to do it faster. I'm going to try my best. It's a dense book. 47 seconds, and we've got to get to Sinjin. Okay. And we have to say why he's got his wife locked in a closet. Because yeah. <laughs> this is the thing. We, I, like, I imagine that through the ages, people who read this book have mixed feelings and some debate about whether or not they like Rochester and sure. what good and bad qualities he has. Sure. For me, both of the I men would in Jane Eyre's life are kind of nasty boys. I would say that. Wherever you land on the question of whether he is a good or not bad person, you have to make some account of the fact that he's got his wife locked in the closet <laughs> and sure, he doesn't yeah, tell yeah. anyone yeah. and he won't tell anyone and it's a secret. Okay. okay. So, okay. so I can get to that. I can okay. get to that. Yeah. And also get to Sinjin. And I'm going to give you 47 seconds. Will. Ready? Yeah. Go. Yeah. 
janitor spends a lot of time in mr uh, rochester's house and falls in love with him and they decide to get married because rochester is in love with her as well on the wedding day a man bought burson and says actually this wedding can't happen because mr rochester's already married and he's married to a mad woman who lives in his uh, attic who Janer had some encounters with because she tried to set Rochester's uh, um, bed on fire. She's very biting. Airs uh, veil. Janer says, Rochester, I can't marry you. I'm going to leave. She leaves. She becomes homeless. She's about to die and she finds her way to a house where she's taken in by two sisters who say, our brother is a pastor in the town. His name is Senjin. Uh, and we're poor because our um, uncle was supposed to leave us a bunch of money when he died and he didn't. And then Janer is like, Oh, that's funny because uh, an uncle of mine who I didn't know just left me a bunch of money, and they're like, "Oh shit, we're cousins." <laughs> so now they're cousins, and then Sinjin's like, "I'm going to India to teach them how to be good Christians. Can you learn Hindu and go with me and marry me?" And he's, she says no, and then she goes back to Rochester, and he's blind, and and because um, the mad woman burned down the house. Yeah, and he rescued her, and but became blind and lost his hand in the process, and then she yeah, and he did not rescue her. She jumped off the roof, and but it's like still sexy. It's like that Charlotte's like he's even uglier. <laughs> and Jane Eyre's like, I want to marry him even harder now. <laughs> and they do get married, and it's nice. and his sight comes back, starts to come back. In one, he had one eye was amputated. Yeah, that. So I told you we were going to spoil the shit out of this book. So don't. Yeah. And you've had since 1847 to read it. It's really yeah. not. It's one like people complain about spoilers, and I'm like normally sympathetic to it. But you've literally had since 1847 to read this one. Do you want to take a break, or do you want to dive into my segment where I defend the horniness of this book? Let's take a break, and then let's do that. Okay. Okay. I'm excited about that. Okay. All right. See you soon. Bye. Jack, can I introduce a segment? Please, yeah. You insisted that this book was not as randy as the The governess games. Yeah. I insist that it is. Okay. I'm interested. And I will regale you with all of the moments of horniness in this book okay. with a segment we okay. call Two Prudes Okay, I know this one Yeah, yeah. it's where we um, it's where we uh, say the horny parts but kind of tone them down a little bit so that I people think, can uh, listen yeah. to the podcast over dinner with their families I think for this one I will read all the horny parts first Yeah and then we can go back and tone them down. Is that okay? Yeah, that seems fine. I'll read them yeah. very quickly. Yeah. I mean, it's classic literature. So, yeah. you know, the kids can handle it. Chapter five. Okay. Silence! Ejaculated a voice. <clears throat> Not that of Miss Miller, but one of my upper teachers, a little and dark personage, smartly dressed, but of somewhat morose aspect, who okay. installed herself at the top of the table while a more buxom lady presided at the other. Okay. Example number two from chapter 18. Okay. That's, that's reading Roman noodles, numerals on the fly. Yeah, that's and good. that's commendable. <laughs> the footman still lingered. She looked such a rough one, said he. Go, ejaculated Miss Ingram. Okay. Yeah. And the man went. Okay. And then the third one here is... What, me? I ejaculated, beginning <laughs> in his earnestness and especially in his incivility. Okay, yeah. And then another one here. Gratitude, he ejaculated. And that's yeah. nice. If you're ejaculating, you <laughs> yell like, gratitude? Yeah. Jane, accept me quickly. Okay. And that's, that's Too late. Too late, buddy. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, and then another one at Thornfield Hall ejaculated the clergyman. Okay. And I don't think they're allowed to do that. <laughs> and then, uh, is there another? Oh, there's two more. Okay, let's hear A lot of ejaculating. Yeah. Chapter 35, my prayers are heard, ejaculated Sinjin. Yeah. And then uh, chapter uh, 36, poor Mr. Edward, he ejaculated. I okay. little thought ever to have seen it. Yeah. So, so there's a lot of pretty graphic ejaculation. Here's the thing in this. about this novel, and I should say this for people who haven't read it. There's a lot of pent up, just general frustration. Sexual frustration, certainly, and just yeah. general frustration. 1847, is that Victorian or is that Edwardian? That's Victorian. It's Victorian. Okay. That works for us. Yeah. Um, listen, here's the thing about this novel for people who haven't read it Jane is wild. Yeah. She's like, she's got like, she doesn't play by your fucking rules. No, she'll make anyone ejaculate for any reason. That's not Including what I'm saying. Man. No. <laughs> so there's a lot of like, but she, but she's like being controlled. Like ev- everywhere she goes, someone tries to control her, tries yeah. to hold her back, tries to like repress her. Yeah. Like her first her guardian, then her school. Um, then Mr. Rochester himself is like tries to like put his like imprint on her and like control. Is this all leading back to the ejaculation stuff? Yes. And okay. then um then the Sinjin, her cousin, who's like this like missionary like zealot, like tries to like force her to like he, he tries to make her marry him, but like he just like tries to like tame Also her. sort of implies she was like it would be a loveless marriage. He'd be like, Yeah, but we can still fuck. Yeah. But he literally says that it's literally that. Yeah. Um <laughs> But so that's the that's like the overarching thing. It's what makes this novel so fascinating is that like Important. Jane Eyre is constantly like she like she's better than all of that shit. But she ha- like that's the world that she has to navigate. So it makes sense that there's a lot of pent up like wildness that's just trying to get out. And I didn't notice it when I read it, but you have found that there are a bunch of places in the book where it does someone just exactly. come right out. Yeah, and I didn't know. I'm it. looking at these, and yeah. I can I can think I can make quick work of this. In, yeah, in and so we're gonna fix it. We'll it. fix that so people can. I think I've got it. I'm not even sure we need to go one by one. I think you just replace. You know what? Honestly, ejaculated doesn't even make much sense in a lot of these passages. Okay. I would say exclaimed, and I think 99.999 percent of the time that's gonna cover us. Just say exclaimed. Silence! Exclaimed a voice. Right? Yeah. Go, exclaimed Miss Ingram, and the man went. What about... What, me, I exclaimed? Emitted nocturnally. Oh. Wait, do you only do it nocturnally? Usually, like, you gotta put the kids to bed, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, it's pretty horny. Yeah, it's pretty, it's a horny book. Ejaculate left, right, and center. Well, and so is Rochester. (laughs) It's not a good-looking guy. He's got a broad chest. He's, like, beefy. He's got a way about him. But (laughs) there's something about him. It's a sexy book. It's so sexy. It's so sexy. Because Mr. Rochester is, like, that guy's... Everyone's ejaculating, yeah. Yeah, what's going on with that guy? What what is is he putting in his ready brick? (laughs) (laughs) I, I hate to say it. <laughs> don't answer and don't answer. Yeah. But it's like cuz he's pretty sexed up. He's he's hot to try. He does yeah. some crazy stuff, man. He's like he's he like, good, like he pretends Anglican. to be like a old like fortune teller. 
Oh, he does. Yeah. That is one of the wildest scenes it's in wild. the book. So it's th- like when he and Jane are first yeah. starting to fall in love. Yeah. Uh, Jane is still like an unassuming governess, like yeah. a servant. But she's like so like – unassuming isn't quite right. Like she's like – she like keeps to herself, but she's like – there's steel. But in the in company of, of socialites. Yeah, yeah. she's, she's like – she's not – yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, Hutch uh, – why can't I never remember Rochester. this fucking guy's name? I always want to call him Hutchinson. Uh, Rutcherson is Rochester. He's throwing a party and he's inviting some socialites over, including his bride to be. Yeah, whose name is unimportant because it turns out she's a GD gold digger. Yeah, um, and it's the first time he's kind of introducing Jane Eyre to the world of like high society. Yeah, and she mostly sticks to herself, kind of in the corner, out of the way, like reading a book. Mm-hmm. Um. But he he insists that she kind of get involved in the fortune what telling. Was, where was it headed? We're telling about the fortune telling, and an old lady, a, a crone, shows up. Yeah, from the village and wants to read all the young ladies' fortunes. Yeah, and she goes through and and, and reads, is like super rude like, to all the high society ladies, including yeah. the gold digger. And it's like, oh, you're just a gold digger. <laughs> yeah, and you're then it's like says some shit to Jane Eyre that's like. It's pretty sexy. Well, she, yeah, it's like Jane Eyre. She's like, I bet there's an ugly man in this house who you want to like bone down with. And Jane yeah. Eyre's like, How did you know? And then he whips <laughs> off his like crone disguise and he's like, Tis I. Tis I, he ejaculated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then he ejaculated and it's like, That's not love. I don't know what is. You know? <laughs> um, so this actually brings me to Pamela mm-hmm. Harding, Gigando Yuck. No, she's that's, in this one. No, that's from the Little Sister books. People don't. Most people who listen to this don't even know who that is. Well, they should. They should go fucking subscribe to our Patreon. <laughs> no, Pamela by Richardson. So when Jane pays the fortune teller, they have the following yeah. exchange. I gave her a shilling. She put it into an old stocking foot, which she took out of her pocket, and having tied it round and returned it, she told me to hold out my hand. I did. She approached her face to the palm and poured over it without touching it. It is too fine, said she. I can make nothing of such a hand as that, almost without lines. Besides, what is in a palm? Destiny is not written there. So that same interaction happens in Samuel Richardson's Pamela. Okay. A man disguises himself as a... No, the uh, a fortune teller tells Pamela that uh, she can't read her palm because there aren't lines in it. Oh, okay. She's too... So I think the resonance between those two novels is interesting. Because Pamela is, like, in many ways, to me, it's the opposite of Jane Eyre, but it speaks to a lot of the same themes. Where Pamela is, like, constantly being importuned Mm -hmm. by her, like, rich benefactor to do it without putting a ring on it, basically. I mean, that kind of sounds like the... Almost the exact same thing as Jane Eyre. Yeah, kind of. They never do it. Yeah. So, I mean, but, they do do it. Like, Jane Eyre makes um, uh, Richardson. It's her name. His name is Rochester. Rochester <laughs> like, ejaculates yeah. several times. <laughs> but, like, it's probably just, like, hand stuff. <laughs> they don't get into, like, the detail. It's, like, 1847. But you Pamela is, uh, for people who haven't read it, it's an odious novel. It sucks. But can I say well, that? Yeah, of course. Is <laughs> it okay? Richardson wrote it. <laughs> yeah. 
course it sucks, but <laughs> it sucks, man. Like it's like so fucking pontificating and pious and like moralistic and like and like he's like a total asshole and like the and I'm gonna spoil Pamela now, but like basically like after like years of trying to wear her down, like she ends up winning the day by like convincing him to marry her instead of like keeping her as a kept woman and it's like nobody fucking wins yeah but so there's resonance between those two novels in this interesting way but jane Eyre is not like pamela like she's brought up as being a comparison by you so the by me but also by the book by the obvious reference because she's like ultimately she's like buffeted about by the needs of of like the institutions and the men who try to fucking pin her down Mm-hmm. But she ends up like kind of making her own way, and she only well, ends she up becomes a millionaire. She becomes a millionaire, and she only ends up taking Mister Rochester like when he's like pretty down and out. <laughs> yeah, I felt a little bad for Jane Eyre because like he was gonna like he was gonna be a bigamist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like he he almost like didn't consider his first wife. He met her in Jamaica. I think she's like a Jamaican woman. Yeah, but I think there's something about. Victorian era novels where they kind of they say she's a Jamaican woman, but they like won't say that she's yeah, a they won't say woman. it. They do, they do reference it obliquely at some point. They're like, because she's like very rich in her country, yeah. and there's a reference in the text where they're like, her being more rich than him is made up for in terms of the match by him being of a like a more desirable race. Yeah, so there's, now we've said know. that. As but is the we tradition with a yeah. lot of these yeah. babysitting club books. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's some There's difficult a lot of stuff. tricky race stuff. Uh, yeah. And and further, she becomes like violently mad. So he he, he sort of th- thinks of her as less than human. Like she's not there, you know, like she's very biased. There's no humanity to her. I think that the novel wants us to think that he did his best in a bad situation. Like <laughs> <laughs> But Jane Eyre knows better because she fucks off. She doesn't even fuck off because like, why didn't you tell me you were married? Or why are you keeping your wife in a closet? <laughs> yeah. She fucks off because she's like, the Bible says we yeah, can't the Bible won't allow we'll go to ejaculate together right. without being married. Not again. And we can't be married yeah. when you're currently married to a person who lives in your house. <laughs> yeah. And tries to kill you on a regular basis because... <laughs> she sets his bed on fire. <laughs> because hashtag relatable, her caretaker, Grace Poole, loves gin too much. Yeah, that's hashtag relatable. Gets drink, They're like, gets drunk. Grace Poole... J- <laughs> Charlotte Bronte's like... Grace Poole is this lady who's like who's like hired from the... Um, like whatever, like social services to look after this like troubled wife. Yeah. Um, and, and, and Charlotte Bronte's like... Grace Poole is like doesn't have many faults, but she does have one, and it's like that she keeps a bottle of gin handy and will sometimes like fuck around with it, and then like she falls asleep and like her charge will like get loose and like set beds <laughs> the on fire. Psychopath leaves but and tries to kill everyone. Bronte is like at pains to be like, but like frankly, she's got like a pretty difficult situation, so it's like kind of understandable. <laughs> I fucking write content for a living, and I um, have a little bit of a gene every now and then, too. So, I get it. Have we just been, Don't read Pamela, people. Don't read it. Don't read it. It's bad. Can I do a segment? Yeah. What is your... 
manner called. Okay, this is a name generator where we talk about uh, a name generator, and everyone can play. Um, Rochester's manor is called Thornfield. Well, so let's do them in order. Okay. Jane, when she was uh, under the um, care of her nasty aunt, Mrs. Reed, lived She's at so Gateshead mean. We haven't even got into Miss Reed, but she's like... Oh, her... she's got nasty little kids, too. It's a good way to start the book, because it's like... Jane Eyre is really put upon. It it shows the two sides of the situation. Like, the situation, the microcosm that is Jane Eyre's childhood, which I spent the first 18 seconds of my recap on, is like, sets the scene for all the themes that pervade the rest of the book, where it's like, she has to choose between solitude or servitude. Yes. Like, Miss Reed is like, super mean to her and jealous of her, and like, the whole family is super shitty and snarky and mean to her. Yes. But, like, she has so much, like, fire in her fucking belly that, like, against her best interest, she won't go along to get along. And she, like, does some fucking sick-ass burns and, like, says some nasty shit to Miss Reed. Yes. Um, and then and, th- and then Miss Reed sends her to boarding school. Yeah. And then eventually, like, calls for her on her deathbed. Like, not to apologize. Just to, just to like, be like, I still fucking hate you. <laughs> <laughs> And then dies. <laughs> just pretty sick. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but on. her son had died too, who was also nasty. And that's literally how the book opens with little John Reed throwing a book at Jane Eyre yeah. and like making her bleed. Yeah. Um so she lives at Gateshead Hall. Gateshead Hall. Okay, that's her first and then manor. She's she's sent to school for a little yeah. while, but then after leaving school, she um ends up at Rochester's house, Thornfield Manor. Mm-hmm. And then after she leaves Thornfield Manor, she yeah. ends up at St. John's house, right. which is called Marsh End or Moor House, which means the same thing, Okay, essentially. Mm-hmm. And I will I just kind of add a little color to this. Without triangulating too much, I was uh, doing my best Henry David Thoreau impression, and I was walking through the woods of New England. Yeah the other day listening to jane Eyre, and that I, rules it was the wind yeah. blowing and like the, oh, you yeah. heard like the howling of wolves in the background and you and, and like beautiful. a yeah. rainstorm happened and you caught tuberculosis and wasted away not and, yet but i was walking through the woods that's beautiful were tears streaming down your cheeks did you feel wild and free somewhere near my house i would say within an hour and a half of my house yeah and i came across a old gosh there's so much context that's required for this I live in a town that was once essentially owned by a guy called A.W. Stanley, who started a tool company called Stanley Tools, which one day uh, <laughs> merged with a, a company called Black & Decker, and now there's okay. a huge international company called Stanley Black & Decker, okay. and they make every tool that you've ever owned. Uh-huh. The entire neighborhood that I live in is all once owned by A.W. Stanley, and all the parks are named after him, and I was in the woods. Okay, good. And I came across some old ruins okay. of a house, a big house. Cool. Some like stones, and there was like clearly someone had been like spray painting and like camping out. Like, I think like teens hang out in this like abandoned stone structure. Mm-hmm. And I was I was so curious about it that when I got home, I was go- and I was listening to Jane Eyre the whole time. Yeah, that I was on this walk, and I was so curious about this stone structure that when I got home, I googled it, and it turns out that it's the first home of A. W. Stanley. Wow. When he first settled near Hartford, Connecticut. Okay. And it was called Tiponitin. Okay. Is what he decided to call his grand structure. Eventually, he made a new home in Farmington, Connecticut, and gave this home over to the city 
1925, and then and it they just the let it run to shit. It burned to the ground. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then they were like, well, let's just let the woods grow around it and we'll call it. And that's what happens to park. Thornfield, we should say. The, um, and that's what happens to Thornfield. The wife, Bertha, um, uh, burns it down and jumps off the roof. And in the course of, I guess, maybe trying to rescue her or just make sure she's dead, Rochester gets um, pretty fucked up. He gets hand. uglier. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's just a little background. Okay. I loved it. I was interested. But the real, the real mission here is to name your house. Yeah. What's your manner? So we've got Thornfield Hall. Yeah. We've got Moore House. Okay. And we've got Gateshead Hall. Okay. So Thornfield mm-hmm. is a plant mm-hmm. and a place where plants live. Mm-hmm. Gateshead is a barrier and a body part. Mm-hmm. And Moore House is a natural Swamp, feature. A natural feature, a, yeah structure one might live in mm-hmm. so, i know and, and keep in mind you're you're silent as though you're you're expecting me to lead <laughs> i don't have a plan here okay you and i are on this journey together we're on this journey together okay well let's uh let's um gates had gates is also um the name of a, a tech entrepreneur yeah 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 so let's do Gateshead. i think if i think you've you've expanded the aperture a little bit too wide we got to just pick one why don't you do that one and I'll do I'll do Thornfield. Gateshead and you do Thornfield. And the third one is is Sinjin's stupid ass house and fuck that. Which guy. is like a fucking dumb. He sucks, man. He's like worse. He's like controlling. A this pervert. is a thing. Like this is all about this novel is all about control and it's all about like people who are trying to put their fucking grubby little hands on Jane and like mold yeah. her in their image. And he's the worst of the bunch. Yeah. Because his fucking thing is like he like almost gets her because he like tries to like play on her goodness because she's good yeah yeah yeah. well she try. he like tries to play on her like christianity and he's like well if you're good why don't you be like ultimate good like fucking like the best kind of good there is and like missionary up with me and come to india and learn hindustani and like fucking like we do have we have to get married to make that happen but don't worry it's like don't worry we'll fuck And she's like, I scorn your kind of love. And he's like, that that really hurts me. But like, even though I now hate you, we should still get married and go be missionaries. And don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> well, fuck. He's like, I'm going to go to London town. I'm going to yeah. prep for our journey. And when yeah. I'm back in two weeks, I am excited to hear about how you're willing to marry me and go on this journey. Yeah. And Jane Eyre's like, sure, but first I'm going to go visit my ex-boyfriend. Yeah. And also marry him. Um, okay, so fuck his house, and so now we've got it. So you do Thornfield, I'll do Gateshead. Gates is a tech entrepreneur. Okay, and Thornfield Thornfield is a plant and also a place where one would play a sport. Yeah, so okay, I need to find a tech entrepreneur who shares my name? I've already got one. So I've got one. Well, let's do one at a time, huh? Yeah, but I called first. Okay. Pitcher plant. Pitcher plant. A pitcher plant is a plant that eats um, bugs. Okay, pitcher. It's kind of shaped pitcher, pitcher, okay. pitcher, P-I-T-C-H-E-R. Okay, I've never heard of it, pitcher. It's sort of shaped like a cup, and plants come, and they get, um, it's slick, and they fall into it, and there's digestive liquid. Okay, inside, sure, it's like a it Venus flytrap. Yeah. Yes, which is an aggressive plant, like a thorn. Okay, great, I love it. And then field mm-hmm. in England. Mm-hmm. Where this book takes place, it's called a pitch. Okay. So my house is called Pitcher Pitch. Pitcher Pitch. 
And then you have to say manor or... Uh, I would not call my house a manor. What about hull? <laughs> I want to say three Pitch. Manor. What about a pitch? Yeah. Pitch or pitch, pitch. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm going to list it on Zillow, that's what I'm going to say. Pitch <laughs> or pitch, pitch. Three bedrooms, two bath. Okay. So I'm going to do uh, Gateshead. What is it? Gateshead what? Gateshead uh, Hall. Okay. So Gates, Bill Gates is a famous tech entrepreneur. I'm going to pick a tech entrepreneur who shares my name, Jack. So Dorsey. Okay. Yeah. Twitter's CEO. Dorsey doesn't feel very... Well, you know, this is your journey. Yeah, I was kind of thinking this is my journey. Yeah. I would maybe go Musk because it feels like a lot of. I'll do Musk. No, I'll... do Dorsey. No, we'll do Musk. All right, Musk, and it then it just feels like kind of an old British word. Yeah, Musk, and then I need a part of the body. Penis. I think balls. <laughs> okay. Musk balls. Yeah, I gotta say, Musk balls is. If I was reading Jane Eyre. Yeah. And I saw Musk Balls Manor, I would think, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Musk Balls. Right. And then it's house. Yeah. So yours is just house? MD. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> yeah. And the MD stands for what? My domain. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 So that's how, and uh, we can't help you if you want to make your own. Uh, we are we gave we gave you all the tools to do your own. Yeah. And now it's it's on you to build it. Reader, I married him. That's famous from this book. Is it? Did you Who's catch Rita? that? No, reader. Oh, reader. I have abruptly changed topics. The way then Dewey Newton was saying it the entire time, it sounded like Rita and the whole time I was like, who the fuck is Rita? Rita? <laughs> Am I supposed to know who Rita Who's is? Who's Rita? Rita, I married him. It's famous. I've I've seen people say that, but I didn't know it was from this book. I didn't it, did you notice that when she begins a chapter and she goes, Reader, I married him. Yeah. It ruled. It one of the last chapters. Yeah, it fucking ruled. Yeah. It was good. Let's see. Anything else? Yeah, I only have one more segment. I have a bunch of stuff about Foucault in here. I have some stuff what, about, about who? Foucault. Wilco? Foucault! Who's Foucault? He's a French philosopher. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we'll do your segment. (laughs) It's our burn of the week. There's so many sick burns in this book. There are a lot of sick burns. Everyone's calling everyone else ugly. Can I do a bunch? I only have one. Do you just want me to clear out? Yeah, clear out. Get out of your way. Mine. Yeah. Okay. Just and then fucking like step back and clear out because I got some burns to say. Mister Rochester had sometimes read my unspoken thoughts with an acumen to me incomprehensible. In the present instance, he took no notice to my abrupt vocal response, but he smiled at me with a certain smile he had of his own, and which he used but on rare occasions. He seemed to think too good for common purposes. It was a real sunshine of feeling. He shed it over me now. Pass, Janet, said he, making room for me to cross the stile. Go up home and stay your weary little wandering feet at a friend's threshold. And my burn is on Jane Eyre because Rochester couldn't even fucking Can't even remember her name. Fucking name. 
<laughs> he keeps calling her Janet. It's like, oh, the fucking governess is here again. <laughs> Hello, Jan- uh, is it Janet. Janet? <laughs> Janet? At some point, he decides to just start calling her Janet. Yeah. And He's I, a I think it's weird just dude, he, man. He forgot her name. <laughs> Okay, I got three burns. I'm going to run through them super fast. But the mm-hmm. three people get burned so bad. Burn number one. Then this is something we talked about. That burn number one, numbers one and two, we have talked about in some detail. But this will add some illustration to the point. Ready? Yeah. I'm afraid you are disappointed in me, Bessie. I said this laughing. I perceived that Bessie's glance, though it expressed regard, did in no shape denote admiration. No, Miss Jane, not exactly. You are genteel enough. You look like a lady, and it is as much as I ever expected of you. You were no beauty as a child. I smiled at Bessie's frank answer. I felt that it was correct, but I confess I was not quite indifferent to its import. At 18, most people wish to please, and the conviction that they have not an exterior likely to second that desire brings anything but gratification. And, Jane, you're burnt. Yeah, you're burnt. Bessie, who's the only person at this stage in your life who likes you at all. Maybe the only person in your life who's ever liked you. It's like, is it she this is when she like comes to visit her after she's like escaped Miss Reed. And Bessie like goes to great lengths to be like, You didn't look good as a kid. (laughs) And you don't look good now. God, that's that's uh that ring that that's a little too close to home. Okay. For old Tanner Green Ring. Burn number two. You must see the carriage, Jane, and tell me if you don't think it will suit Mrs. Rochester exactly. This is when he's proposed to her. If you yeah. don't think it will suit Mrs. Rochester exactly, and whether she won't look like Queen Bodicea leaning back against Bodicea? Those... Bodicea. Boudica. Well, I, I've always said Bodicea, but it's maybe it's one of those right. things that I've only ever seen written. But it's definitely not Boudica. You must see the carriage, Jane, and tell me if you don't think it will suit Mrs. Rochester exactly and whether she won't look like a famous medieval queen. Leaning back against those purple cushions. I wish, Jane, I were a trifle better adapted to match with her externally. Tell me now, fairy as you are. They've got this weird thing where he, like, she, he keeps referring like to her as imp. being like an elf, like being like supernatural. Boudica. Boudica. I don't want to talk about it. Tell me now. Send you the. I'm going to send you the link. I hate that fact. Tell me now. I hate. Okay, fairy as you are, can you? I had a Pokemon named. I hate that this is still happening. It sucks for me. Tell me now, fairy as you are, can't you give me a charm or a filter or something of that sort to make me a handsome man? It would be past the power of magic, sir. (laughs) I said no. Nina, Nina, fucking gold figured it out. So that's fucked. And then my final um, burn is that on That is tr- fucked. Yeah. What are th- he's like flirting with her. And he's like, hey, my little elf, like, can you like do magic on me to make me handsome? And she's like, no, even magic couldn't fucking do that. <laughs> Their first encounter, he's like, do you think I'm handsome? And she's like, no. no. And then she's like, but don't worry. Like, I still like you. Like, the thing I like is like that you're stern. You're so severe. <laughs> Uh, my final burn is on Charlotte Bronte herself. It is by a critic called Elizabeth Rigby, who is a contemporary of Miss Bronte's. Miss Bronte released the novel initially under the name Cullen. Oh, did she have a male pseudonym? She had a male pseudonym, and it was Cullen something. Edward Cullen. From, was it? From, no. Uh, no. God, I thought you were being helpful, but you're not. <laughs> the vampire thing. Currer Bell. 
was the name of um Stringer Bell from uh <laughs> The Wire. No, her original pseudonym was Currer Bell, so people didn't know whether it was a man or a woman. It was like a subject of great speculation in London. Yeah, we've all fucking read Little Women. Okay, well, and Elizabeth critic Elizabeth Rigby said the following of this book. Ready? Yes. If the novel has not been composed by a man, as uh, seems indicated by Jane Eyre's ignorance of cookery and dress, it must be the work of a sexual delinquent. <laughs> okay, yeah. That's funny. Yeah, Because it it's so fucking sexy! It is very sexy. Everyone's always ejaculating. It's a horny book. You gotta read it. It's so horny. It's so hot. It's so horny. We have to go now. Uh Oh, okay. Do you want to say something? Sure. Say, I am no, I just I feel like I could talk about this book all day. It's a very good book. Guys, we loved it. It was written by one of the Bronte siblings. Fucking, I'll have what they're having. And it's ready, Breck. Right. And it's good Organ- as hell. And ejaculations. And it'll fucking, it'll, it'll, uh, it'll do you right. Because damn. It's... Makes me want to reread um, Wuthering Heights, which also fucking rocks. That's another Bronte sister. We don't talk about that one. It's, is there um, babysitting in that one? It's Marianne's favorite book in the Babysitter's Club. Ah, oh, that kind of counts. Yeah. Is there any babysitting in it? Or, you know what? Is it a romance novel? Because we could probably cover it on our new show, yeah. Strange Bedfellows. You don't need to go anywhere or do anything. Just It'll keep, just show up. Just like passively continue to subscribe to our show and give us a chance. But tell your friends about it. And tell your friends. Because it's going to be fun. Yeah, it's going to be super fun. It's going to be a ride. Got a lot of segments already planned. Burn of the yeah. week. <laughs> Burn of the week. Cheerful <laughs> moment. <laughs> Two prude dudes. <laughs> a lot of new fun stuff. Yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be fun. Yeah, read Wuthering Heights, too. Oh, no, the thing that I was going to say before we leave, like, there is babysitting in this book, and it's just good. She does a good job. There's bad babysitting of Jane Eyre. She's badly babysat. Yes. By her uh, surrogate mom, and then by, uh, initially by her school. They do a fucking terrible job. Half the school dies of typhus. And the guy who, like, created the problem by underfeeding them that led to half the school dying is then demoted to being treasurer of the school. <laughs> it's it's a lot like your friend um, Jack Twitter. Dorsey. Jack. Yeah. Jack Dorsey. Yeah. Where they're yeah. like, you're not competent to, to run this place. We're gonna bring in a board of directors <laughs> <laughs> to do it for you. Yeah. Um, but you still become a billionaire. But you and... will still, yeah, you will still become a billionaire. So. Yeah. What was I saying? Don't remember. Something about ejaculating? Babysitting. The babysitting in this book. So there's a girl that she's charge of. It, possibly the illegitimate child of Mr. Rochester. Another, like, black mark in the book of Mr. Rochester. He, he Where he's like, like I don't know if I'm the dad. Down. Yeah, <laughs> before he settled down, he traveled the world and just, like, ejaculated everywhere. <laughs> everywhere, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I'm not even sure if I'm the dad. And he's like, he's kind of the same way that he is to his like, like troubled wife who needs better care than he's giving her. Yeah. Where he's like, I guess this is my responsibility and I'm going to do the worst job of fucking handling it. Like where it's like, I'm, I'm like, there's some good in me. So I'm like, not going to just like send her to a fucking like poor house. <laughs> Right, but I do hope that. But like, her I hope so someone else solves this problem for me. Burns the house down and jumps off of it yeah. and kills herself. Um, but he does the same with the, his charge, Isabel or whatever her name is. Yeah. Um, anyway, so there's good baby, but Jane Eyre does a fantastic job of uh, babysitting her, and I just yeah. felt like we should say that because it's a babysitting podcast. Adele, but not for long. We're gonna what did leave. You say her name was Amelie. 
I keep saying Isabel. It's Adele. And she only speaks French. She only speaks French. Tanner, we're going to go. Um, I would like to thank you very much for bearing with me. I would like to thank the Baby Nation so much That's for That's how we end us. the fucking Babysitter's Club show that we've been doing for five years. Yeah, we're going to do the board game. That's true. We'll make we'll make more hay there. We don't have to make any fucking hay. Just stick a lot. Come along for the ride. It's like Jane Eyre, man. You never know what life's gonna throw you, but like, chances Embrace are, it. Embrace you're gonna it. end up marrying a blind, armless Rochester, and you're gonna be happy, even though that's not what you would necessarily choose for yourself in the abstract. Right. Maybe you, know? you have no interest in romance novels, but you know what you do have interest in? Yeah. Jack and Tanner. Yeah. And also, like, think about it this way. And this is kind of, it's like a mix of Who Moved My Cheese and Jane Eyre. Think about it this way. If someone came to you and was like, hey, guess what? He ejaculated. If if somebody came to you and ejaculated the following thing. When you get married, the person you're going to marry is going to be like 20 years older than you. And burned. Hot. (laughs) And can't see. burned. And no arms. And you have to really look after them. And also, like, has had, like, a super weird, fucked up life that involves, like, was confining. Was kind of a even his... before he was blind and yeah. didn't have any arms. <laughs> Wife in a closet. Yeah. Would you be like, I want that? Me? Yeah. Me? Would yeah. I want that? No. No. Right. I don't think you're selling the new show very well. No, but my point is, think how happy Jane Eyre is. She loves well, it. Well, it remains to be seen. The book ends right No, but the book ends with her being... No, the book ends with her being like... and it's No, it's not a sequel. The book ends with her being like, it's now been 10 years since that, and like we have kids, and we're fucking like super and, happy, and, and like we're like... Rochester's sight is coming back, yeah. Yeah, and and like I love... I'm, I'm the first time in my life I'm like so into this. I'm right. having and a good time. And she's rich as hell. And she's rich as hell. So think she about got, that. She got... Hey... She got 5,000 shillings. She got 5,000 pounds. I did the math. What's a I tried to do the math. You know that when I was a boy, we still had shillings and half P and halfpennies? And what's a P? A a (laughs) fennig? It's a penny. It's like a pence. But when I was a boy, we still had, I I would get, listen, this is true. And this is like, like, it's dating me. Like, you know, everyone knows how old I am, I guess. Like, look it up. But like, saying this just makes it seem so much older. Yep. Like, when I was a boy, sometimes my dad would give me, like, two or three halfpennies, and I would go down to the shop and buy, like, halfpenny sweets. <laughs> Is that a penny? No, a halfpenny. A halfpenny. Oh, a halfpenny. Jesus. And you could get a sweet for a halfpenny. How the... How the- the UK's economy is <laughs> We don't have time to get into it. We have to go, and we've run so late that I'm not going to importune you about all our other stuff. Just go to our Patreon and fucking subscribe, please. It helps yes. us, and it's also good, and you can listen to our little sister fucking episodes. It's patreon.com slash podcast. That's all and I'm going to say. stick around on the feed for Strange yeah. Bedfellows. It's going to be a blast. We're going to have so much fun with it. Uh, we're going to get so horny together. and It's going to be so horny. Jack had a call just today with our merch providers at DFTBA. Yeah. Where they yelled at us about not having enough merch. So yeah. new merch on new the merch way. New merch is on the way. Yeah. <laughs> Bit.ly slash BSCC merch. It's 25% off right now. And so you, yep. but not for long. So you've got to go. Not for long because we got a clear house. We got to find yeah. some room for some new merch. Yeah. We got shirts. We got totes. We got P 
pins, all of that stuff is 25% off. It's a bargain. Get it now while you still can. Yes. Um, all that remains is for me to say that this week we did read a novel. That novel was, in fact, Jane Eyre. It fucking rules. If you Media haven't read novel. it, you got to do it. It's yeah. fucking kick Just ass. read it. It's it's a fucking slog. It's long. <laughs> but if you download the Audible book, <laughs> yeah. it's then Dewey Newton reading it. She's great. It's sexy. It's torrid. It's like... Everyone's ejaculating. Everybody's God, it's so yeah. good. It fucking rules. It turns out every time we read a book for this podcast where yeah. they're critically acclaimed and everyone loves it, it's like, yeah. oh yeah, this book is very good. Yeah. It happened with The Road. It happened with The Gunslinger. We got to do Death with... March through Middle March, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> Maybe we'll do that as an interstitial book. I think we should do... I honestly think... I would happily do Death March through Middle March with you because Middle March is... I don't have too much time to talk about it. And it, like, I have to say it because like, I held back. Like, I wanted to do like... I wanted to be like that guy in the English class for this episode and I wasn't <laughs> for the most part. I know. You said it, but while we're on break, you're like, yeah. I have so much I want to discuss, but it's a little <laughs> bit too late, Chris. The themes, man. Yeah, a lot of uh, themes. But I'll say of Middle March, like, it's like long as hell, right. but it's so fucking good. Yeah. Maybe uh, there's a whole podcast concept in there where it's like Death March. Yeah. And it's all, it's like infinite jest and... Just shit Middle that's March like shit that's and, good like, but long. in peace. Yeah, I was thinking we could do Ulysses, man. I would love nothing more than to like to drag you kicking and screaming through Ulysses. <laughs> I own Ulysses, and I own a study guide for Ulysses. Hell yeah, there you where go. they explain everything, every dumb joke that yeah. James Joyce is making. It's a good concept. Yeah. Um, all that remains is for me to say that this week I have been Jack Alexander Shepard. My name is Tanner Greenring. Please do remember to round off the corners in your bedroom, drown all your dolls, call your senator, and demand your right to bear time. And do not forget to let daddy love you as much as I do. Remember the Delaney's. Remember the trip, man. Take your dream horse through that maze. This is the way. Berries to blood. There is no God, and we are his prophets. I may be a shitty boyfriend, but I'm a damn good babysitter. Go, ejaculated Miss Ingram. No. And the men went. No. Reader, I married him. <laughs> Claudia's wearing a bra now and the way she talks you would think that boys had just been invented Is Samuel Richardson the guy who is in the memes where it's like looking at a book and he's like... That Tanner's do- making a face now. What? That's my meme of no. the week. <laughs> I don't know that meme. Did I do an entire night school presentation about Samuel Richardson you once? You can't... I, no, you didn't. Who was that? I don't guy know. looking at... No, we can't talk about it because nobody knows what night school it's is. My so bu- this it's is my meme of the week. Out. You this have to. This is all getting cut out. You have to. It's you, my meme of the week. People don't know what night school is, so it's already cut well, explain it while I'm no, looking this I won't. up. No, I won't. Because it's my fucking meme no. of the week. No. And that's a segment, and you have no. to... No, <laughs> I won't. People don't know what night school is. I'm not going to explain it. You have this to. Is you cut. have to. It's meme of the week. This it's is a segment. This is dead air. I'm, t- I'm taking the... Uh, I'm, I'm looking at the minutes to add them back at the end. The, the, this is wasted time. I have to figure out who this is. This is cut. Is. I have to figure this out This is a cut is. segment. This is dead air. It's on the cutting room floor. Just know this. I've already, I already have the pickup. Well, it's at least in the, the fucking outro. So, no, I don't think so. It, this is this is nothing. 
This is a wasted okay, time. Fine, let's move on. <laughs> yes, that meme. That's the Johnson. One I'm about. Samuel Johnson. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Welcome to the outro, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>